When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Introducing The Corner Booth, a football podcast covering the latest trends and news in college football and the NFL. Here are your hosts, Jared and Mark. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Corner Booth Podcast. I am your host, Jared Clem, alongside my ever-elusive co-host, Mr. Mark Riley. We are back today. We have NBA playoffs are in full swing. Now we got the good series. All those sweeps and ugly disasters are gone. We have the NFL draft, of course, happened this weekend. So me and Mark were geeking out. I almost watched the, I watched the first two rounds in total. And then after that, I turned off my TV. But got a big show today. Let's get rocking and rolling. Mark, how you doing, bud? I'm great. It's good to be back. Uh, like I said, it's been a struggle to... Find time these days, you know we're busy, busy men here. But we gotta give a shout out to Kevin though for being on on call to fill in. Really like, a, like a medic, like waking up in any moment of the Kevin! night. Kevin, Kevin, uh, yeah, we do appreciate that. I especially do. Um, but yeah, draft is back. I was pumped. I ended up having to play softball on Thursday night, but I only missed the first six picks live, so I was pretty pumped about that. Yeah. Uh, I- was sat, I sat there on Xbox, so Peter Mitchell and Kevin, of course, two belly-up writers, were sitting there with me in the Xbox party just watching me watch this thing, and I was, oh my god, my reaction to the Daniel Jones pick, if I wish it was recorded, it was so bad. I was crying, I was laughing so hard. Yeah, it, I, we'll, we'll get to that, obviously, but yeah, um, we obviously gotta dive into the uh, NBA playoffs first, because you know, it's also that time of year. Oh, my God. It's insane. I just – oh, God. You know what the worst part is? I watched – I actually – you know, I didn't make much of a conscious, conscious effort to watch the NBA playoffs in the first round just because, like, you know, there's so much I, – I had a busy week and all this other crap. But on Sunday, I'm like, you know, I'm going to make an effort. I'm not going to go see Avengers till Tuesday. So, you know what? I'm going to make an effort to watch the Bucks and Boston game. Holy shit, was I disappointed. God damn, man. Milwaukee show, didn't even show up. And I was like, I'm like, fuck, now Kevin's actually going to look like a genius right now. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, Lord. And the worst part about it was, <laughs> and my analysis on this whole series is that Boston came out, they, and the both teams swept, but I feel like Milwaukee got so complacent because Detroit just sat there and just took it. At least Indiana put up a fight to Boston. I agree completely. Boston just had a – or – Milwaukee had just like a walk in the park, which I it's never a good thing. Oh yeah, I know. I feel like tonight's gonna be a different story. Uh, they are they do play tonight. Am I correct? They're, or not? They are Bucks are winning forty two to thirty eight with seven minutes left in the first half. There you go. Um, I did not check. I've been re- running around like a madman all day since I got out of the movie at one o'clock. Um, days off for me are literally a zoo and a half because I try to get everything done in about a five hour span. <clears throat> also, my Yankees play the Diamondbacks tonight. I'm about to smack those pinstripers out of. Did you, say, did you just say your Yankees 
No, my Diamondbacks. You said your Yankees play Jesus the Diamondbacks. Christ, wow, I Jack is in your head, dude. Fuck off. No, but my Diamondbacks are going to sweep the Yankees. I'm going to make a bold prediction right now. Uh, but yeah, so we'll just, well, yeah, we'll start off with the Celtics Bucks. Um, Paul Pierce is full of hot takes these days because Yo, he watched one I game literally... and said the series is over. I literally That's commented on, how is this guy still a fucking job? He's because, dude, we horrible. talk about it. That's all they want. We should just start staying off the rail shit and see if we start coming, Yo, hitting the yeah, wall. Yeah, all right. The Browns are going 16-0, and and the Timberwolves are, are going to sign Kevin Durant in the offseason. There we go. <laughs> if Kevin Durant going to Minnesota, I would I would hate him for doing that just because why would you want to do that? Well, I mean, imagine that backcourt. The, uh, imagine that that like lineup of him, Cat, and Wiggins. Like you move Wiggins to the the two, and you move uh, and you keep. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Dude, not, not even, I'm not even imagining it because it wouldn't even be that good. It'd just be KD and a bunch of scrubs. You calling Cat a scrub? I'm just saying that to piss you off. Get the fuck out of here. But uh, Kevin yeah. Beck. Celtics and uh, Celtics and Bucks. Like I said, Paul Pierce just said it was over after one game after he was supposedly talking about how I literally commented on that Bucks in a five just because Paul Pierce is so fucking stupid. Oh my god, dude! Paul Pierce is like talking his way out of like the Hall of Fame at this point. Like he's just like shot. I just hope he misses his first ballot. Not, I don't miss anything. I mean, I loved him as a player, but like now I'm like. Dude, you are literally pissing everyone in the league off because your takes are such shit. It's not even like you're, Sca- you're Shannon or Skip or Max or like Stephen A. When you're paid to be an asshole, you just say this shit on like the jump where it's supposed to be just like random bullshit. Like well, he, he just he's I think he's trying to be Charles Barkley, but he's not doing it right at all. And also, come on, it's fucking Charles Barkley. He's one of the top twenty greatest players of all time. Well, no, never- as a broadcaster, he's never know, gonna it's- even beat that. I know he just sucks. So I like, <sighs> but either oh, way, it's just it's just so stupid. And I like I said, well the at right now it's forty eight forty six Boston with three minutes with four minutes left. But um yeah no I I still like I I honestly think he may have just bought, jinxed the the Celtics which is cracking me up. But um. Who knows? Just, you can't do it after one game. Like, not even to bring you up the can't Sixers, say it's but it's over. Like, yeah. f- what the hell is wrong with you? Like, it's not like I mean, if if Giannis went down with a busted knee after game one, then yeah, it's over. Yeah, exactly. Well, That's like, the case. Not after a game that yeah, Boston had like won controllably, but yeah, but said, like, also Milwaukee started coming back towards the end of the game. They started waking up. It was too little, too late. But the thing is, like, I I just. I, I see Giannis taking over the series at some point. Like, I think Boston may get – I still think it's 4-2. I still think it's going to be a close series, but I think Giannis is just too much for that Boston. I think Horford's only going to be able to contain him for so much. Because we got to remember, Horford is, like, 35. He's an older player, and Giannis is literally just entering his prime now. The energy is just going to overwhelm him at some point. And I think Middleton and Bledsoe are being very undervalued. Because Middleton already has 17 points. And Brogdon's coming back. Brogdon's back, too. Milwaukee Bucks have all these players that used to piss me off in college basketball. And now they're on the now they're on the, uh, the now they're on the Bucks. Cracks me up. But. Yeah, well, obviously we're rooting for the Bucks. Well, I'm rooting for the Bucks because I all don't right, want to so see the Celtics if somehow the Sixers do end up uh, winning that series with the Raptors. But, you know, real quick with the – Celtics, I, I don't know. I think the Celtics end up, depending 
if they win this game, I'm definitely going to probably give them the series. But um, they just they, – the experience, the, like last year, all the young guys, how they played. Marcus Smart being hurt actually is, like, helping them because they got guards that are getting more time out there. But – and the Bucks just showed, like you said, they ran through Detroit. It wasn't even an effort. So they kind of probably came out flat, weren't ready for the moment, and they don't have any experience in the playoffs on their team. So yeah, they, they never made it past a first round series. Except I think Bledsoe did. On what? Who's he's played for Phoenix and who else? I don't know. You know, it doesn't fucking matter. Uh, he played for Phoenix. He played for the Suns. That's the same team. That was the oh, wow. I'm thinking of oh, it's disregard. I don't know where my head was at. I think I was thinking of another team that he played for, but I don't know that he did. I think he played for a team. I don't know. I might be wrong here. But um, going on the pipe, we're going to go to Raptors. I'm saying the East. We're going to go to Raptors, uh, Sixers. Um, Kawhi Leonard is the second best player on the planet, and I don't want to hear anything different. The problem is Joel Embiid is a problem for the, for the uh, Raptors. <clears throat> I mean, I guess he didn't really – I, he didn't he's do just, much last night. I know, but he just he just is a, a thing in their mind. You have to. He's a big man who can shoot a three pointer, and honestly, to a lot of teams, like this this series won't resume until uh, Thursday, and it's gonna be the series already tied one one. The only game we have on tomorrow is uh, Nuggets Blazers. Yawn. Uh, I don't even know how the hell Denver won that game. Because I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, I, I like I said, I watched first two minutes of it and i was like all right i really don't care about this game yeah, I, sleep, do, but. I hate admitting this as a sports writer but like besides damian lillard there's not much bring me to that damn table to watch that game see at least with the bucks and like celtics like i want to see Giannis, i want to see Kyrie, i want to see jason tatum eric Bledsoe. like there's game players i want to watch in that series and philly and philly and philly and uh the raptors same thing because the raptors got a couple guys that like like lowry and gasol and Kawhi, and then you know you have this you, you obviously have six, yeah the Sixers with Jimmy F that guy buckets and then you know Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris, JJ Redick, whatever. So it's there's a lot of star power. The one and of course we're not even gonna we don't even have to mention the other series in the West, but like nobody gives a fuck about Portland. It's like it is literally deciding who's gonna get their ass kicked by Houston or Golden State. That's literally what that series is gonna define be defined by. Yeah, that is very true. And that's the worst Very part true. about it. Like, if Oklahoma City had somehow gotten their head out of their ass, then we'd actually be talking about the series being legit. But the problem, I would have loved for it to be Oklahoma City and San Antonio. Okay, the series would have been amazing. But, no, it's these two teams, and I just don't give a shit. So yeah. that's all we're going to say about it. Going to the next series, I mean, I mean, Raptors and Phillies is going to be a seven-game beat-em-up series. Kawhi's an amazing player. Buckets to buy, and he's playing against a very deep team with the Sixers who have a good starting five. I mean, no. They're not a deep team, but they have a great starting five, while the Raptors are relying on Kawhi to be Superman. Yeah, Kawhi is really good, and it's it's really annoying just because it doesn't, like, he does, he's not flashy. His shot is, like, he just jumps up in the air, and at the highest point, he shoots. It's just, like, it just all, like, doesn't, like, he's no motion. He is literally a giant fundamental. Yeah, dude, he, he was 14 for 18 in the first game one for 45 points, like, that's absurd. Like, and he's like, getting guarded by Jimmy Butler, who's I would say a pretty good defender. Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons, who are long defenders that should be able to at least give him fits, and they don't. Like, it's just like it's crazy that he just can dominate. Uh, last night, game two, I 
surprised that the Sixers didn't blow it. They tried to. They were up a lot. Then they would get down to close, and then they were up by one with like a minute left, and somehow they didn't blow it. Um, I mean, Jimmy Buckets definitely – I remember earlier when we got Tobias, it was like, oh, screw Jimmy, let's just keep Tobias. You got to keep a guy like Jimmy. You need some type of energy on that team that's going to try to like, take over. I just don't know if they're going to be able to pay him what he wants, though. That's the problem. If he wants – yeah, I mean, that's if he wants to stay there and he'll take a certain amount, then he will, but I – I don't know. He's like, there's no fire on that team other than when Jimmy Butler tried to take over. Because Embiid had the, as he said in his press conference, he's like, he had the shits. So he, I mean, even though he scored a big bucket late at the end of that game, but like, oh, the series is gonna be tough. I don't know if um, just, just be able to split in Toronto is huge. That's the first six. Kawhi Leonard has beat the Sixers 15 games in a row except for that game, and that was the first game since like 2002 that the Sixers have won in Toronto. Or something. Yeah. 2012, maybe something crazy. It's something. It's something completely out of this world. And the pro. And the thing is, when you look at this series, it is Kawhi, the second best basketball player on the planet right now, on the court against a very good starting five of Philly. So it's going to come down to is Kawhi going to just be too good? Like you're talking about, he's like, well, 12 for 18 for 46 points. Like holy shit! Like how the hell? Like that's like insane numbers. And then you go at the fact that. You know, Kyle Lowry isn't a slouch either. Neither is um. I mean, you got Pascal's uh, what's his name? Um, I love that dude. I can never pronounce his name, but I love watching him play. Man, he's so much fun. Dude's actually like turning to be a pretty solid player. I mean, you got Danny Green who can hit a three. Carol you got uh, um Abaka, who's obviously you got Marcus Soul. That you know what's so funny? They have like a decent like starting seven, starting like front seven and stuff. They got Mark Gasol too. I know I said Gasol, but like Crazy. it's it's insane. Like they're a good team. It's just they're playing a very good starting five in Philly. If they can get by, yeah. So I'm gonna offer some out to you right there. Let's just, <laughs> let's just say both series go the way they're going. Philly falls to Toronto and uh, Milwaukee loses to Boston. So you have a uh, Toronto-Boston final. I would pick Toronto in five or six because the one I, – I think – but I also think Toronto would lose to Milwaukee because Toronto has no way to guard Giannis, but – and they would have problem with Bletz, problems with Bledsoe too because they're one weak sp- – I, I, because I, Danny Green I don't think he would be able to lock up Eric Bledsoe while you would have a problem with Giannis being man-on-man with Kyrie, Ka- Kawhi. I don't find – I don't care who – Kawhi is guarding. If he's seven feet tall or two feet tall, I'm taking Kawhi over anybody. I don't know. Well, Kawhi versus Giannis would be the epic matchup of Titans, but I just don't see Jason Tatum being able to like outscore Kawhi Leonard because Kawhi literally would just get inside Tatum's head. He's never faced a, a defender in the playoffs like Kawhi. Like maybe LeBron in his prime would be something comparable to something I've seen, but watching Kawhi play defense is an art. It's yeah. it's like holy shit. Like that, like there's a reason like he is gonna command some serious money offseason, and he's still gonna come back to Toronto. Like if they come within like a couple, if they make the finals and they lose, he'll come back. That's not he's not like LeBron or KD where he's all about fight or flight kind of stuff. He'll actually stay and try to win because like Toronto is his team. You say that you have no idea. I, I, I no shit. Like we don't know what. Remember two three years ago, I had no problem. You weren't front. You didn't know me yet, but. I was like, oh, Katie's staying in Oklahoma City or he's going to D.C. And nobody knew he was going to Golden State. 
nobody. And then he pulls it off, and everyone's like, oh, they've been recruiting him since the finals when they lost the West Conference finals. And I'm like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. But, like, the, the weirdest thing is to me, and <sighs> we're going to go into Houston Golden State in a second because we got to start talking football and we we're at the 15 minute mark here. Um, this series is going to come down to like literally a last shot. It's going to be seven gamer. It's good because it's just it's just too thick. It's a very deep Toronto team versus a very uh, incredible starting lineup for uh, Philadelphia. But the only and I'm going to say it again. This is the only thing that really could shoot Philadelphia in the foot is if their lack of team chemistry starts kicking them up because Brooklyn was so young and experienced, it didn't really, it wasn't really a problem for Philly, which is my mistake. But now they're playing a team in Toronto, which actually is kind of a team and they play very well off each other. And ever since they took that loss to uh, Orlando in the first game of the playoffs, they've just been literally kicking the can out of everyone until the last game against Philadelphia when Philly had a good game. So, I don't know. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna come down to like one last game. Like, it's 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 gonna be the closest series of the playoffs probably besides Golden State and Houston, which brings us to our next series, of course. Seamless transition. Um, we gotta talk first off. So Golden State won last night. The game game two is uh, two nights ago. Uh, game two is tonight at ten thirty Eastern time. Yo. I'm sick of hearing about the the Rockets blame the refs. They're making me root for the Warriors, which is something I hate doing. This is yeah, why the Rockets, I they LeBron. are. LeBron makes is. me root for the Warriors, and I'm rooting for the Warriors right now. Almost, I'm like on that fringe because of them complaining and them releasing a report about how many missed calls the refs had, and I'm like, holy fuck, stop talking, just stop, go out and play. Dude, it's just so funny because James Harden after the game was like, "Uh, yeah, I just, I just really want a fair chance, you know. That's all I'm asking for." They, I saw a video today. All of the teams, anybody, and it's, it's so bad, and it drives me crazy. Like, I, I, I listen. You guys know I listen to Colin Cowherd every day, and so does Mark. Listens. You listen pretty regularly, right? Yeah, I mean, at least for an hour or two. Yeah. So the thing is, I listen to his podcast after it comes out because usually my day is a little more crazy. I listen to the day after, but. He was on point about about Harden last year. He's, it's, he's falling down. And you watch his shot release. Colin's spot on. Most shot release, you go look at like Reggie Miller, LeBron, James, um, uh, Michael Jordan, um, Steve, it doesn't matter, Steven Jackson, whoever, J.J. Barea, J.J. Redick, whoever cares. Most shooting motions, you go straight up, go straight down. And that's the allowed area you're allowed to land. If a, if a defender comes in that area, then you get a foul. James Harden, half the time, he's going forward and then kicking his legs out to try to initiate contact, and the refs aren't having it. And most of these refs have seen this before. And the fact that the refs are – not the Rockets are trying to, like – they published a report about the 81 missed calls that cost them 18.5 points, and ESPN leaked it, and – the, the report is actually on ESPN.com. Go check it out right now. I hate plugging them, but you know, it's 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 a good piece no, of report. Don't even no, don't go check it out. Screw the eighty one fouls that they missed. There's probably a hundred fouls missed a game. Well, You're not gonna Steve, call every Steve single Kerr, foul. Also, Steve Kerr said it's like, you know, like we they missed like twenty calls in that game and we probably could have cost about 10, 15 points. Steve Kerr has been the MVP of this series. He faked flopping on a reporter to kind of make fun of Harden. It's just the Rockets have come off like such crybabies. 
And I could see if it was something horrible, like Draymond literally tried to drop kick hard in the middle of a jump shot. <laughs> that I would see. But, like, the last play, it wasn't a foul. You missed the three-pointer. You you have to actually attempt to shoot a three-pointer instead of trying to just hit a cont- It's just like, oh, it's contested. I'm going to try to get a foul now. I'm annoyed because it's like the amount of complaining the Rockets are doing is making me hate them even more than I already do. Like, they're like the one of the teams in the West I root for the least, but I would root for them over Golden State any day of the fucking week. But now they got me rooting for Golden State because they're being such shitheads about this crap. Dude, it's ridiculous, like I said. And the, the thing that blows my mind is, like, all the people that I've seen that on, like, social media actually agreeing that like yeah there's a couple that James Harden in that game didn't have places land and he wasn't flailing but when he does flail and he does it pretty often the refs aren't the gonna call it acting uh, there's a fucking Oscar for his acting performances like it, it, it's just um, it's just he does this to himself it's like the, the boy who cries wolf like if you do that all the time they're not gonna give that to you because they realize you're Especially trying to get the, refs in the playoffs man it's not like the rookie ref you get in a Thursday night and freaking like like in freaking Denver, nobody's going to give a shit about those games. But when you got to actually go to Golden State, it's like the NFL. The best refs are in the playoffs for a fucking reason. So the players cannot manipulate them. So, you know what? I I, I do hope Houston pulls this off because I'm rooting for complete anarchy here. And Mark loses his bet if Golden State loses. But um, I just, I'm just so annoyed right now. It's like, just go out, man up. Play the game, win the series, go to the finals, lose to whoever comes out of the East. That's how it's got to go for Houston. All right, I'm 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 done. Let's go NFL draft, Mark. What do you think? I love to hear. Like I said, oh yeah, by I, like, Portland, Denver, nobody gives a shit. Next up. Yeah. So dun, 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 the draft. It was. Okay. It happened. <laughs> it it's it's one of the greatest. I watched the first, the second, the third. And then it's hard to keep up with every pick, but my phone was getting the updates. I was just watching that on uh, um, Saturday. I, I was, it's just it's just a beautiful thing. Just listening to Mel Kiper and his weird voice and Todd McShay and Lewis I Riddick. Say, I, was on, I was on NFL Network for the first two rounds. I didn't even watch the third or fourth or fifth. No, no, I'm I'm all I was on ESPN, but um, so we'll just. We'll just kind of like go through the first round and then we'll just kind of elaborate and, you know, we'll ramble on like we do. But obviously both of our mock drafts were here and there. Uh, but we started off hot with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray going one. I, I mean, it happened. They tried to make it seem like it wasn't, but. It, it was it, all smoke. I, I had a feeling in the back of my head. My boy, shout out to my boy Pat. Not, uh, yeah, my boy Pat from Southern. He texted me. He goes, yo, five bucks, they take Bosa first. And I'm like, I will take that bet 100%. Because I was listening to – it was probably Cowherd. And Peter King was like, yeah, there's a 100% chance that they're taking Murray. I'm like, I trust Peter King more than I trust some of my own family members for sources. So I'm going with the – I took the bet. I won. I knew the second I heard Peter King and Joel Klatt and, like, four other sources confirm it. Fuck that dude from CBS because that was such a bullshit report. And you knew it, too. I'm like, when you said, oh, they're not sold on Murray, of course they're sold on Murray. Like, there was no way. They're not going to flip-flop that low. Well, the only report I saw that was kind of like, I mean, he was going to the Cardinals, but it wasn't guaranteed at one is because I saw something that said Joey Bosa was like, I was told I'm going number one. <laughs> so I don't know what he heard if he thought the Nick Diners. Bosa? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to mess that up just like San Diego Chargers and L.A. Chargers and whatever well, it is. R.I.P. to L- R.I.P. to San Diego. They deserve a team. But um. Yeah. So I mean, I when I heard that, I was like, oh, well, maybe the Niners or somebody's going to trade up for him or what? But I mean, it wouldn't have working out for the the, the top three teams because it was. Pretty predictable, other than you know your little bold move with Jawan Taylor there. But uh, listen, he was the top ranked tackle in the draft for most of the lead up to it, and then you know I also think we uh, the sources over, and I'm not going to throw the draft network underneath the bus because they we got to give a shout out. They were great about helping us set up our mock draft and stuff. But they had Taylor so highly ranked, and I ran with that ranking. Honestly, I thought the Jets needed a tackle, but I guess they. Thought they did enough in free agency. I was wrong. You were right. Quentin Williams, I'll admit it right now. I almost thought about doing it, too, for my second mock, for the last mock. I was like, you know what? I'm about to quit Williams. Like, nah, I think I'm going somewhere else. But uh, Quentin Williams going to the Jets. Him and Leonard Williams in the middle. You build a team from the inside out, especially on defense. So I love it. You have C.J. Mosley and Jamal Jamal Adams behind it. It's a, it's a good start. They're gonna be they're gonna be an interesting team this year because they have. Their, seven. I am booking it right now. That's gonna be their record. They're not gonna make the playoffs, but they're gonna be so interesting to watch. Yeah, I think they're gonna be fighting for like a ten and six at the end. Like they need like to win their final game or some shit like that. I don't know how their schedule looks, but um, we'll go to four. The one the biggest surprise of the night, other than what we'll talk about at six, but Cleveland Farrell from Clemson going for right. the Raiders. So, at first, I hated this move. I was ripping the Raiders for an hour. Like, I was – my uncle was on FaceTime with my mom when I came downstairs. He's a big Raiders fan. And I was ripping the Raiders. And So, I thought more and more about this pick. Cleveland Farrell's not a bad pass rusher by any stretch. And I understand – now as I've got done more and more research about him and I've listened to more and more other guys do takes on it, I understand why they took him. Yes, Josh Allen is a great pass rusher. But Cleveland Farrell is from a winning pedigree, and he is a good character guy. And I understand why why Mike Mayock took him. And Mayock also was huge on him before the draft even started. So, honestly, it's not really a surprise they took him. And you know what? It's just a lot of other passers to get sent down to Jacksonville, which I think needs him desperately after Dante Fowler leaves. But I think the biggest surprise and the reason why everyone's confused is, like, why stay at four? Well, I mean, you know back. what? He wasn't even projected. They got until, like, the, the guys they wanted. That's the biggest thing. Like, yeah, but you could have got more guys. I guess what I'm saying. Like, they need, you to, address, felt, they need to address the corner position, though. That's still a thing they haven't addressed yet. Well, they, I, I think, think they grabbed um, a couple in this. But I mean, it's, it's, I mean, drafting corners doesn't actually mean anything because they'll always pan out. But I just don't. I think they should have traded back. I mean, they could have traded the, with Buffalo to nine even because I'm. They could have said, "Oh, we're taking Oliver at four. Buffalo, I'm pretty sure wanted Oliver. Oh, Buffalo was like Ed Oliver's at nine. Holy shit, we'll take him. But you know, so, all right. So I think I think honestly, the Farrell pick, I'm not hating on. They could have dropped it back, but honestly, yeah. I mean, it, I I thought the surprise was coming, and in my mock or our mock, I put Dwayne Haskins. That was a little bit of a too much of a dude. I I did I, not think Dwayne had. I'm like John Gruden is not that fucking stupid. There's not just, a cocaine in the world to make him draft Dwayne Haskins at four. That was straight smoke, and I knew it. I just went with it. Listen, Derek Carr, at least for the next three years, will be better than Dwayne Haskins. I will put that on the books right. Well, I mean, and they put a lot of they, – they, they just said, all right, Derek, you're, this is your squad because they didn't yeah, draft like, anybody. 
Now you've yeah, like now they've gotten him Antonio Brown, they got him uh, Terrell Williams, they got him Josh Jacobs. Like now he and they got him an okay offensive line. There's no excuses now. Yeah. It's Derek Carr trying to score points. Like let's see what you got. John Gruden's like, all right, here's the keys to the Lambo. Don't crash. Or not Lambo. This is more like a a, a low end Maserati, but still. Yeah. I mean, and then obviously five, we both called it Devin White. That was pretty much an obvious pick. Everyone we said knew, they're surprised. They had, we knew the hole they had to fill. It wasn't really a surprise at all. So we don't. Really, it's it well, feels, the only surprise was that people were like said they should have snagged Josh Allen because they could have used an edge there too. Which I mean, either way, I think it would have been a good. But I think your defense starts from the middle out. Honestly, pass rushers are a dime a dozen. You can get a good pass rusher in this league. It's not hard to. And especially now that the post-draft is here, dude, they're talking about like eight guys are going to get cut before training camp and in training camp. Teams like Oakland who need corners and Tampa who need uh, edge rushers. You can get guys like that like in the late, like late in the, uh, late in the off season, early in the preseason because of these late round cuts after the draft and stuff. So that's why I think some of these guys aren't worried yet. What do you guys? And then at six, <laughs> my favorite pick of the whole damn draft. Actually, no, I take that back. Uh, their pick at 17 almost made me cry even harder. The New York Giants give me hope that there is a God in this world when they took Daniel Jones with the sixth pick. Now, Mark, you are a former high school quarterback, correct? Not a chance. I thought you were. <laughs> I played golf, dude. I'm five foot nothing, and you told I, me you played. You played. You told me you played. I was like, yeah, when I was not in high school, when I was like freaking pee wee. Oh, okay, never mind. I take that back. But so, folks, I played a lot of uh, you know baseball and football growing up and everything else. I played in high school, but I always was known for having a good arm, right? There were throws that J- Daniel Jones missed in college that I have made on a flag football field. My fat ass has hit those throws on the scene. And Daniel Jones' biggest knock is his lack of arm strength, and his numbers are horseshit. Pat Shermer's kid, who was, went undrafted, had better numbers than him. His own head coach's kid had better numbers. Dave Gettleman has no fucking idea what he's doing, and it makes me so happy. Because every shithead Giants, not only, the only thing that would make this better, if this was Dallas. Because this is great. I feel so bad for Saquon Barkley because he's a, a good guy, and he honestly, the poor guy is going to be stuck in that that team for at least another two years before he's smart enough and runs away. But and then they go. We'll talk about their 17th pick in a little bit. But holy shit, Haskins was on the board. You even want to go with a gunslinger? Go with Drew Locke. He was on the board. Oh my god, it was just the dumbest pick ever. And it's well, like they, they just didn't. Gotten, they they could have gotten even... 17. Yeah. See, with a feral pick, I understood maybe taking that four because, you know what, like, there, I've seen stranger things happen. I've seen teams take weird guys at, like, a, a pick, but holy shit, because teams pick off the need. But you had him at – he's like, oh, the, the Redskins and Broncos had, wanted him. Like, no. Then let him, let him have him. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, one, the Broncos wanted a lot of other things. First of all – you really think John Elway, who's notorious for taking big gunslingers with no accuracy, <clears throat> literally right at Drew Locke's like bio right there. I knew they were going to go for Locke if, they, if he fell past the second round. And they did. The, other, the only other person I could see them taking was your boy Will Greer because he fit the description a little bit as well because he has I mean, a big arm. He wasn't he's tall a, enough. What? He's not tall enough for John Elway. 
I know, but the thing is, he has the cannon for John Elway. That's why I was like, all right, he'll fit the bill. Daniel Jones is the one quarterback. I'm like, okay, he will not fit in Denver. And then Washington, I could see that being a Washington pick. That was actually who I had in the mock draft, I believe. Am I right? You're looking yeah. at it? Yeah, you did. Okay, yeah. Because I could see Washington fucking up and doing that. <laughs> but <laughs> holy shit, the Giants have become the Redskins. It's it's hilarious. It is just crazy because, like, they could have – they could have not drafted him there. Like I, one, Dave Gellman is all over the place. He just lies out of his ass all the time. Poor Pat Shermer that just has to sit there and nod his head and be like, "I'm going to get Shermer's fired." Pat a good soon. dude, man. Like, he's going to get he's fired a very soon too, because man, he's a great dude. Yeah, I mean, he's probably end up going to get fired in the next couple of years. If um, I mean, who knows? Shermer might have been all about Daniel Jones too. I okay, Daniel Jones this year. Like I, I, I didn't like. I like was like Daniel Jones sucks just like Josh Allen does, but now, and everyone obviously Josh Allen had a decent year. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I still think he's gonna suck, but I'm if Daniel Jones got drafted at six by any team but the Giants and got this much like, cr- like criminal act of wow, I can't believe you got drafted. Like I kind of want him to not suck as bad. Just because the whole world says how like he's like this dude's the worst quarterback ever. What are they doing? Well, and they're all right. But it's like part of me is like that pettiness in me is like, damn, I hope he kind of proves some people wrong. But then it's like the Giants, I don't want him to be good. Well, so I don't know. The thing. I watched him. He's an ACC guy. I'm an ACC fan. You know what my team is? The Hurricanes. He goes into a rainy. Wait, did you like Miami? No way. Oh, fuck off. He's He comes to a rainy, nasty, grinded out game against the Hurricanes and looked like hot garbage. I'm like, this is the guy. Like, this is back when he's starting to get draft buzz, too. And I was like. All right, their quarterback fucking sucks dick because, like, honestly, Miami was blowing coverage the entire game, but he kept underthrowing the ball. Like, you need an – like, in the NFL, you need to be able to drive a ball through a rainstorm. Like, that's why, like, I would have a guy like Rodgers Wentz. I'd even take Flacco over some, some of these guys because I don't want a quarterback who can't put a ball through a freaking rainstorm. Because the weather, football is not a game where it gets weather delays unless it's, like, Thor just decided to, to go crazy and start sending lightning bolts everywhere. Nobody's going to freaking, like, delay a game. So I was, like, not blown away at all. The game was awful. It was atrocious. I'm like, this guy got a draft. This guy is ranked what? I could see him maybe going eighth or not, like, like fourth or fifth round. The fact that he went sixth is just insane. But we got to keep moving on because – Well, we real quick, and he lost to Wake Forest at the yes! end of the season by, like, 55 to, like, seven. Thing of who he lost to that was so embarrassing. Like, come on. Like, that's just bad. Oh, my God. You don't watch NFL Network as much as I do, but, oh, my God, when he got drafted, Daniel Jeremiah was ripping the pick apart. He's like, he lost to this guy. He lost to these guys. And I'm just like, yep, okay, DJ's got this. I don't even need to say it anymore. I'm not mad about. Like I said, I'm not mad about it. It's the Giants. They, I'm happy he, I'm he so went happy. there. I am so happy. All right, um, what we got next. We got. We, we can Sunday. breeze through. Obviously, Josh Allen. I think he's going to do well there. For some reason, Jacksonville always just ends up getting one of the best pass rushers in the drafts, and then they believe in after a couple of years. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson going to Detroit. You called that. I did call that. I mean, it just it just made sense, and it's not one of those that like it was just talked about so much. It's I was it's it's it's. it's Patriots Midwest. It makes sense. All right. Nine. Uh, we already talked about Ed Oliver going the best. And we both, thought, we both got that one. Yeah. Second best defensive tackle in the draft. Arguably, some people say with the first, but I think uh, Hask, I think Williams is a little bit better. 
He's more explosive, but yeah, no, all we're going to the, uh, they love their big defensive tackles out there. I, even my first mock draft, I had Williams drop into them, but like, I knew they were going to take a tackle. It was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but 10 was when some crazy stuff happened. Pittsburgh trading up from 20 to 10 was pretty big. I, I mean, they have, they said there was rumors that they were going to trade up. Um, it, it was, I wanted Devin Bush to go to Philly so bad because yeah. I wanted to see him replace Jordan Hicks. It would have been great, but I mean, I yeah, I mean, I I didn't see him. I mean, it, it, closer to the draft came, and it was like, oh, he's gonna go top fifteen. Uh, I mean, the Steelers got a good linebacker, and they got a hole filled that they needed. They traded up ten spots. Last time they traded up like that, pretty sure was Troy Polamalu. So let's hope it doesn't work out that well. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I, it was I'm, a smart I'm, move. I'm sick of seeing the Steelers win. I want to see some uh, some Cleveland and Baltimore division titles. Yeah. And then Cincinnati was where the, we thought we might have saw some quarterbacks come off the board. Obviously, you had Drew Locke. Um, I had the tackle Dillard end up going to the Eagles. But Jonah Williams, the only reason why Jonah Williams, I feel like, got so highly regarded, one, he started three years at Alabama. And yeah. two, he's like a weird size, and he can play any position on the line. He's and a Swiss Army knife. And I was talking about this with Kevin, ironically, who's an Alabama guy. And I said, listen, he was Kevin was he want, he, oh, first of all, I'm going to rep Kevin for a second. Wasn't even watching the draft. He was having me give him updates while he's watching the fucking Bruins lose. Hmm. Or I think they might have won, actually. For Fuck hockey compared to NFL draft. All right, listen, if it was a non-NFL draft night and somebody said, like, yo, let's go watch the hockey game at the bar, I'm all off for it. But, yo, it's the NFL draft. This happens once a year. Fuck hockey for that night, man. Like, shit. And Zach Mass is going to give me shit if he hears this. But I just <laughs> – I – he's like, oh, yeah, Jonah Williams is guard. I'm like, yeah, it made sense, but I didn't see him going at – what was it, 11 to the Bengals? It just, it never, I think they reached on this one, but I mean, it's for a need, and they're going to try to see if they can get anything out of Andy Dalton, but I don't think they can. Yeah, I mean, they end up getting Ryan Finley later in the draft, so I think, I mean, he's, I don't think Ryan Finley might, I mean, he, he could turn out well. Like I said, where was he at? NC State. Ah, that's where I remember the name from. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, yeah, so the Bengals, they skipped on a quarterback. Then we go to 12 with Green Bay. Uh, they ended up taking Rashawn Gary, who everyone was like, this is a good pick for them, but he also has never really lived up to his hype. He was number one recruit uh, three years ago, went to Michigan, only 10 sacks over 34 games, which is pretty terrible. That's uh, awesome. But he's a pretty – he's a freak of an like, athlete, and I, um, I think they're just hoping that he just can finally – Make that step at 12. And you know he can play in the cold weather because he played in freaking Michigan for three If you're a defensive lineman and can't play in cold weather, just get out of here. Like, no, there man. are some who can. That's what everyone's like, oh, that's not a thing for linemen. I'm like, yes, that's a thing. Some that's what I'm saying. If that means they're just soft and they need to get, like, you need to just exactly. play in cold weather. But, like, you can know, there's no doubt if he played three years in Michigan. Yeah. Um. So, I think, well, I mean, I'm just, it was crazy to see the, Packers draft a defensive end. I haven't feel I, like I knew they were going defense. I kind of had a feeling at least for the first two picks they were going at least for the first pick they were going defense. I was just they, I feel like they never do that. You can tell there was definitely a culture change at, based off this draft of the Packers. Well, because uh, I mean, like with I thought they were going to go font, but I mean, like at the same time, I wasn't surprised they went defense. So I mean, I don't know, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if I still would think if Jonah Williams didn't get drafted ahead of them, they might have snagged him because their line could use some help, especially with Rodgers getting paid. They want to definitely protect him. Um, 
I like this pick, Christian Wilkins, 13 to the Dolphins. My man did a freaking hip check to Roger Goodell on the stage, almost knocked him I out. I love that shit, man. He's just well-grounded. Wilkins is definitely the better of the defensive linemen coming out of – he's probably the best defensive lineman coming out of Clemson. I think – I mean, Saline Farrell is good. He fits what – Cleveland, Cleveland. Cleveland Farrell. Cleveland Farrell definitely fits what the Raiders needed, but – Pure talent. Wilkins is the best one out of that crew, that Clemson crew, and I'm talking their entire defense. He was the most dominant player there, and he was just their their rock man. Like he's the one that came back. He wanted to win that title. Um, he's just a well like respected player. He can control and uh, lead a locker room even at the defensive tackle position. Like even after the in the press conference or not press conference, his little interview right after he got drafted, it was like. You know, you, 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 he's a guy you want to root for, and I think that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's a good character guy, and it's going to help because Miami's rebuilding. And we have to talk elephant in the room before we move on. Miami got Josh Rosen. It took Miami trading back their second-round pick so they could renegotiate with the uh, Cardinals. I remember I was watching it live when they had the trade back, and Peter Schrager was like, it makes perfect sense. Because Daniel Jeremiah was, like, freaking out. And Shre- my boy Shregs, shout out Good Morning Football, my favorite show in the morning. But, like, Shregs. Josh like, Rosen's my quarterback, dude. I will root for him. I, you know now. what? I'm starting to root for Rosen the more and more I see him, like, getting screwed over by Arizona. Like, I think the dude's going to be good. I think he's going to be better than Darnold. I don't, I'm not sold on Darnold. I think Darnold's going to be an average quarterback. Dude, Rosen's been my QB1. He would have been QB1 this year right. if he was in this draft. All right, here's the thing. Let's go back quickly. Let's. I'm not to run the conversation. Let's go back to the five quarterbacks who drafted last year. Baker Mayfield, born leader, ballsy throws, good arm. You go number two to Darnold. No specific skill that makes him jump off the page. Josh Rosen, stupid level of accuracy. Josh Allen, a bazooka for an arm and decent mobility. Lamar Jackson, probably Michael Vick 2.0 minus the elusiveness. I'm not so I think I think when it's all said and done, Darnold may be either fourth or fifth in that class. I liked Rosen's accuracy. I always did. The problem is he's built like a freaking the guy from SpongeBob who's got paper skin and glass bones. So Yeah, I mean if I, I'm I'm still putting Josh Allen at the bottom of all my boards. Just how the freaking. <laughs> hate Josh I just, Allen. I'm a hater. So... It's not a truther anymore. It's a hater. No, I just... no, 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 no. When, who are you being a truther about before? And I was about to kill you. Last uh, um, Russ. Oh yeah. No. See, Russ borders on hate. This is just straight up hate. You're not even <laughs> hiding this one. Dude, I got my friend saying like, "Damn, dude, he proved you wrong last year." I'm like, dude, shut up. He didn't do oh, no, shit. No, 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 Brand no. For... He didn't prove you wrong this year. But when Buffalo sneaks out a wild card spot this year, but nah, I'm just kidding. I'm not fucking with you. Need we'll to get, see. We'll they see. need to get younger. I said, if you proves you wrong, whatever, I'll just. They have like they have like a dime, They have a Jurassic Park backfield between McCoy and Frank Gore, so it's like. Speaking of McCoy, there's rumors he might be getting cut. Hey Philly, take a flyer. No, no, don't even worry about. It. We got, we got, we we're fine. We don't need any more running backs. I want him in the Eagles uniform. Um, Dude, all he does is seem like he causes drama. Either way, we'll move on. <laughs> yeah, reveal the an Avengers spoiler. Uh, yeah. Uh, 14, boring. Nobody really cares. Chris Lindstrom, Boston College. The Falcons Ooh. need some help. Yeah. Chris yeah, Lindstrom, no, Boston. Quote McGregor. Who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is this? Yeah, he, uh, I was surprised. I didn't see, I mean, I knew, I knew he, he was a, up the first round, though, because I kept seeing him on draft boards, like, slowly creeping up. I think Bucky Brooks or, uh, Charles Davis had him in, like, 20. I'm like, all right, well, that makes sense. 
Boston College always produces a good offensive lineman every year. So look, the dude looks like Richie Incognito. I was like, man, this man, this dude can probably house some beers. Uh, <laughs> that's literally what I said to my buddy. I was like, yo, this dude can definitely slam some booze. Um, so that's all I really got on Chris Lindstrom to the Falcons. <laughs> Well, listen, I thought they were Falcons, gonna, I thought, we both thought I loved, I, a, buddy, a buddy of mine's a big Falcons fan. He's actually from Atlanta. And I was talking to the gym editor. I'm like, listen, you guys did what you had to do. Keep Matt Ryan upright so he can throw the ball to Julio and hand the ball off to Devontae Freeman. That's it. So that they essentially did what they needed to do. They hit their stride. I love what the Falcons did this year. It was, it was something flashy, but they did what they needed in the draft. Yeah, I mean, I thought they were going to go edge just because their defense was really bad last year. But well, I mean, also that could have just been like honestly, a lot of it can be like I said. This everyone's like, oh, free agency's done. I'm like, no, it's not. You talk like the post draft cuts are coming, baby. That's when it gets entertaining because you're gonna like all these vets are going to different teams. That's why I got John Abraham a couple years ago and went to the Super Bowl. Like it's like and Dwight Freeney. Oh wait, no, did Freeney go? No, Freeney went to Arizona. But no, like they got like that's you always get to see those like those pass rushers and like those corners get cut and then you fill veteran spots with it. It makes sense to me. Yep. So who we got at fifteen? We got old Dwayne Haskins and how Go the league done the all league right. done messed up. He said. Oh, all right. No, the league didn't done messed up, Dwayne. You done messed up. Um, I'm officially I, you know not what? a fan. I was of I was yeah. ripping Dwayne Haskins the entire. And you know what? I almost punched one of our – I almost drove out to Milwaukee to punch one of our coworkers here at uh, Belly Up. I'm not going to say names. Um, but, like, he you, was – You you oh, will shit. not say names. Uh, yeah, no, because he was giving me and Kevin shit. All right, first of all, Dwayne Haskins is the Sam Darnold of this class. Overhyped, no skills that make him jump off the page, and honestly, he played in a shit defensive conference. Not as bad as the Big 12 <coughs> over even though I love Big 10's Uber. not that terrible. Big 10's not bad, but, like, it was just, like. Yeah, they're probably one of the better defenses other than that. Yeah, I would say it's SEC, SEC Big 10. Three behind the ACC and the SEC. Yeah, that's an ACC bias right there. Oh, chill the fuck out. The yeah. only thing that would make the ACC's defense good is the Clemson. And Miami's was top 25. Shut up. We had the most tackles for a loss. No. Um, Onset. And y'all said Virginia's defense and Virginia Tech's defense were also very highly ranked as well. But anyway, so all I'm saying is Haskins, I've never been high on him anyway. He was the third quarterback in my mock. In, he was the fourth quarterback in my mock draft or third. I had, I, I think I had, if I was going to go rankings, even though this weren't where they're going to go, I think I had Kyler one, Drew Locke two, Haskins three, then Greer, then Daniel Jones in skill level, how I'd rank them, if, if, how I'd want them. I mean, it works because he's from that area. I just think he's going to get screwed because he's going to have to play like week five because Case Keenum's the interception show. Like, I, I swear to God, the Eagles play in week one. I am hoping that Ronald Darby or Jalen Mills has a hat trick or Vontae Maddox has a hat trick because they might. Because Jalen, because Case Keenum literally just doesn't aim. He fires and just hopes he hits his target. I mean, Haskins could start. Day one. Dan Snyder's been clearly running the show right now. I didn't think they had a terrible draft. I think they had to take Haskins. I think it was the pick that had to be made. I'm not hating the pick. I don't think it's going to really work out in the long run. But then again, Haskins is going to play on a ship of the shoulder. And he can, it can end up, I, I'm, I'm more worried about Haskins in the NFCs than Daniel Jones, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm more worried about Haskins too because, like I said, Daniel Jones is I, – I, Daniel Jones, I almost had him drop to six or seven. 
because I just I don't like quarterbacks with no arm unless they're in a dome, and even then I don't like them yeah. unless they're old. Like yeah. Brady has no arm, but he's Brady, and Breeze is losing his arm, but he's Breeze. Like if you have no arm at age 24, and I have a better arm than you, I'm not even bragging. I think I actually might have a better arm than Daniel Jones. Like holy shit! Like that's not good. Like he's gonna try to throw a ball into the Philadelphia wind in late December. At least Haskins has an arm. Like I I I can see a lot of like like packing the box and Saquon not getting a lot of yards this year because if they well I mean they're gonna start Eli for the next two years anyway because Dave Gettleman's <laughs> fucking stupid. So you know what? Hey, listen, Giants fans, bundle up. Hope the Knicks get better and hope the Yankees stay good because y'all are gonna have a rough couple of years. But, um, all right, 16. Yeah, Zayla, we're going to kind of get through this a little quicker. 16, Brian Burns, Florida State. Don't know a lot about him. Just know he's a kind of Who'd a Who did he go to? I forget it was 16. Panthers. Uh, I mean, I like it because, you know, they did lose Julius Peppers. It adds up. You know, they get to replace a pass rusher. Yeah, he's a big dude. I, I mean, he could have went 16. He could have went 20-something. He could have went early. Big athlete, though. Fast is all hell off the edge. I mean, it works for what they need. So I, I like the pick. Yeah, but next you want to? I'll let you dive in on Dexter Lawrence. At <sighs> Let's go! All right. So here's the thing. Dexter Lawrence got busted for roids at college. He's a big, slow defensive tackle. The Giants don't need a defensive tackle. They need edge rushers. And the Giants reached for a guy who was probably going to be there in the second round at 17. God is good, man. Oh my lord, I'm so happy. Because the Giants gave me so much comedic gold this week. Oh, my Lord. My buddy Connor, and I, you know, I love him to death, and he listens to our show, and he's a big Giants fan. He's actually going to start his own podcast. So y'all should help sponsor us. I'm like, no, not yet. Hmm. Earn, earn your stripes there, big fella. I, I didn't want to tell it to him over text. I haven't seen him in a couple months. But he actually was – I think he actually was in the room once while I was recording. But back in January. Uh, I remember that. Yeah, but I, he's my best friend. He's, he's like a brother to me. Here's the thing, though. Like, I don't want, I, I, you know, we'll also shout out his podcast when he gets to start. I'm just kidding. But, yo, he was just so hype. He was like, yo, I'm wearing my Daniel Jones jersey. I'm hype. I love Dexter Lawrence. They, we, we got him a good position. I'm like, no, you didn't. Dexter Lawrence should have dropped the second round. Won the steroids thing. Automatically, I put him in the second round because that means he has bad judgment. Well, he, he supposedly didn't know, and the training staff did it. Oh, shit. That's Dabo covering his tracks. Two. He's slow and he plugs holes. That's great, but I don't want to spend a first round. If I'm guy buying, if I'm getting a defensive tackle in the first round, it better be Cox, Sue, Aaron Donald, or Quentin Williams. I want somebody who's gonna blast the ball up and wreak havoc. I don't want a hole clogger. That's what you get the third and fourth round for. And last but not least, they needed an edge rusher. There were ones available and they didn't take it. I was done after that. I'm like, you know what? The Giants have no idea what the fuck they're doing. I'm yeah, done. I, I would have thought Montez Sweat was going to end uh, up yo, there. Exactly. Montez Sweat was available. He's a freak of nature. He literally screams New York Giants. Yeah, They're I, no I, rushers. Yeah, I thought that he was going to – I thought it was going to be him when I saw he was still there. They were probably the, the team who misdiagnosed his, his heart condition. 50 bucks. <laughs> that's what happened. Uh, next up is 18. Vikings took – Center from NC State, Garrett Bradbury. Um, a little bit of a reach, but I get it. They need a guy in the middle. They were talking who's comparing. What do you mean a reach, dude? I called them the mock, and reach is what they're going to do. I said they were going to take Kobe Ford, who dropped. So you know, Oh, you said Jonah Williams. I said Jonah Williams there? Yes, you did. Jonah, or Cody Ford did drop, though. 
Yeah, I thought they were going to go Cody Ford, but yeah, no, Cody Ford did drop like crazy. I know my first draft, I had Cody Ford yes. going to them. And then uh, we'll just keep going. Tennessee making a bold pick with Jeffrey Simmons. I think the dude's going to be a beast if he's ACL repairs. Obviously, he had those uh, the, the abuse and uh, assault to a female video that they showed during the but, draft, which I was very but, shocked. But then you also well, like the story is like I guess the woman like the woman. Oh, you see it. You see it. They showed it on ESPN. They literally showed the video. I guess he like says something. So I, they explain the context to it, and it made me feel a little less eerie about it. No, it's like, it's 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 not good. He was eighteen. It's not. Years I old. know. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying. It went from me completely going full Tyreek Hill, like get this guy away from me, to like, all right, yeah. so what? Not great. Like the dude should get some punishment for this. Like, pre, like maybe get some charges, but like, well, he already had like, shit to my sister like that. I would lose my fucking mind too. I would hit the woman, but I would be berating her verbally. Well, yeah. So when they when they show the video, basically this girl that's had beef with his family was like fighting with his sister. He, like, pulled the girl off, and then when he did, he, she was on the ground, and he kind of just, like, doom, 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 like, punched her. It was kind of – I couldn't believe ESPN showed it. I was like, holy shit, they're actually showing yeah, it. Yeah, that's – like, NFL Network didn't show what ESPN did, which is, yeah. was the craziest thing to me. And then, uh, I mean, you, like, they all – all the guys on the panel handled it well. They were like, nobody's condoning this. Nobody's just saying it's okay, which it's not. Um, but it was, he was 18, which still doesn't matter. But – I mean, I was surprised. Like, they were supposedly 10 to 11 teams that took him off their board completely, and he was going to be a top five pick possibly if his ACL wasn't torn. Yeah, so, so, I mean, the thing is, I don't condone domestic violence, especially against a woman. You never strike a woman as a man. That's clearly a big code of mine. Like, if he just pulled the woman off his sister and then that was it, there's no issue here. But then he went in for the finisher, and I'm just like, you know what? Not good. But – Hopefully he's a changed man now. You saw Joe Mixon's kept his nose clean, and his was even more brutal than hers. It just sucks because you got like obviously we didn't really talk it's about. It's not a good Hill situation. Story, I believe that every every man deserves a second chance, and they've talked about we talked about it with Shannon Sharp saying it on on uh, first take because this is the guy's livelihood here, and it was a mistake he made. He was eighteen, so hopefully he he uh, he atones for it, and he's a good man for it now that he's changed. That's all I can say. We've seen it. Them get another chance, just like I said. We're we don't have to talk about it because obviously been brought up in the news with Tyreek Hill thing. He got a second chance and he seems like he's blown it again. So like I said, yeah, not everyone's yeah. gonna be fine after the first time. So that's why. It's ironic that a little five nine, a little five eight midget's the one like being abusive to people. But I mean, anyway, I just you know what? I hope Jeffrey Simmons did learn. He's a freak of nature, and I hope his ACL hears because you know what? Everyone deserves a shot as long as they're willing to atone for their their mistakes they've made in the past. So next pick Broncos, which is funny. Now looking at the mock, I had Pittsburgh drafting Devin Bush at 20, <laughs> which is <laughs> like, it's like, I, I want to count that, but it's also, they had to trade up to get him. But Noah Fant, tight end, Joe Flacco got a tight end. I feel bad for uh, Jake, Butt, tight end on Michigan and towards ACL in the bowl game. Cause it seems like they're kind of just giving up on him. And he was pretty good uh, prospect when he was healthy at Michigan, but athletic, Fast, good tight end. No, I mean they could always run a two tight end system. It's not, it's not over for Jake, but it's just like now he's gonna have to. I think he's the, still battling like knee problems and stuff. I like. mean, hey, listen, it's not over till it's over, man. Like, but I, I do love the pick. I love Noah Fant more than I like Hawkinson. You know me, I love receiving tight ends. I 
if I'm going to get a blocking tight end, I essentially want a glorified fullback lining up out there. I I love this kid. I, I had him in my first mock. I had him going higher than Hawkinson. I think. You did. I did. Yeah. No, I loved Fant. I loved. It. He might have had a beef with the training staff or something. He didn't get a lot of catches, but he's a freak of nature. Very Jordan Reed esque, and it's going to work, especially for Flacco, and then eventually Drew Locke. I, I like the pick, especially in that cold weather. They need weapons so they can keep hand the ball off to space the field off for my boy Phil Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next, there was another trade. Packers traded with Seattle, which is very unlike Packers. They said you can tell with McCarthy out of there, they're and everything kind of changing up. They're definitely making some different moves than usual. And another, I was annoyed because they took Darnell Savage, who everyone kind of, he kind of rose on the draft uh, boards closer to when the draft started. Dude is a really uh, bruiser of a safety, flying all over the field. I had him going 21 to Seattle, which is, again, pisses me off just because I had him in the right spot, but ended up trading it. Uh, yeah, but, I saw you I saw you try to get those clarification picks, and I'm like, that doesn't count. Stop it. You're, you're, hurt. you're killing your case here. But Darnell Savage, I don't really know much about this kid until like a week before the you draft. You watch some videos of him. He's, he's, he's all – I love it, man. I'm kind of sad he's not going to us or like some team that actually I root for because he just looks so much – like he just is like my kind of safety, man. Like Kind of like the Jamal Adams type. Just mm-hmm. like just straight line, just blast somebody. And I love it. I love watching it as something falls on my desk right now. But – I'm like, I'm very, I like the pick because, you know, you look at Green Bay, they're actually trying to load up for like their defense. So like, Aaron, this is it. Like, you've got to produce now. Yeah. Um, he said, yeah, it was, a, some people would have thought it was a little bit of a reach, but they also. Yeah, I would it, take it him. Out. I mean, I'm so surprised that Cha- uh, Gardner Johnson dropped so far. Yeah, he dropped really far. Um, so next up. Away. I want to say – I want to say Seattle, but I'm not sure. I think no, he they, went to the they Saints. Drafted, they drafted another safety. Yeah, he went to the Saints. Yeah, that sucked because now I have to root against him. <laughs> it's right. funny, too. They drafted him and then another safety at six. But They yeah. must really not be loving what they got. I mean, Marcus Williams is a good safety, but like – yeah, I'm, oh no, I think it's the opposite side. I mean, he's not gonna. There, he he'll be. He's gonna be their guy. That's no. That's not the issue. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. What's up next? You got. We got 21, 22, right? Twenty-two. The birds traded up. Got the Andre guy, Dillard. Got the dude. It's crazy because clearly with Titus Howard going next, which was also a surprise, uh, to the Houston, that means that they must have known that Andre Dillard was gonna somebody, go. Uh, somebody in that Houston building must have tipped off Howie that like Houston was going for Dillard. And how it's like, nope, we ain't having this. We're not losing out. And this just shows how good of a GM Howie Roseman is. He was like, yep, nope, nope, we're getting our guy. This is happening right now. We're not waiting for Juwan Howard. We're getting the best tackle in the draft. And Dillard is a great pass rusher. He's a great heir apparent to uh, Peters. Protect Carson. Hashtag it. Mark Riley started it. I'll finish it. No, protect Wentz. Protect Wentz. Protect Carson. Who cares? Whatever way, yeah. Protect Ginger Jesus at all costs. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, I also think the reason if we can talk about even Javon Taylor, if for him falling, is he is a right tackle. And I don't know, I think Dillard can play both. I think that's the reason why Taylor fell, because I don't, I'm, he must not be able to play right, because 
I'm pretty sure that obviously the birds needed a left tackle to replace Peters and even fill in for Peters. Cause they'll probably, even if he moves the guard, like you were mentioned earlier, or he just gets hurt cause he does that now. Um, they definitely need a guy. And then Titus Howard next with the, with Houston. I mean, I that, understood that was a need pick more than a value pick, but the Texans need to protect Watson and Titus Howard's a good tackle. He's just from a small school and offensive line is one of those things like it, Linemen are good at every level, and it I mean, it, it fits what they needed. So I don't hate that pick either. I, if I was going to grant it, I'd give it like a B-plus or an A-minus. It's a good, solid pick. It's just they had to reach a little bit because the Eagles beat them. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Uh, but then 24, we called this. As soon as the Jordan Howard trade uh, happened for the Eagles, we knew that Josh Jacobs was going well, to 24. Probably everyone in NFL Network didn't because they still thought like that the Eagles were going to go 20, trade up for Howard, uh, which I didn't. And they made no sense to me trading up for Maybe a for Jacobs. Back. Yeah, for Jacobs. Yeah. So, yeah. like NFL Network, they're all talking about like, oh, they might grab a, a running back right now. They don't have a thousand-yard rusher since Shady. I'm like, they have Jordan Howard. Knowing Howie, they'll probably get one in the second or third round, but they're not going to they drop. They're not going to drop. Which they did, my boy. Uh, Mr. Saunders, I'm yo, know, I'm telling you right now, I have high hopes for this kid. Yeah, I got I watched some I was pissed because I don't like Penn State, but it worked out. I, I think like, I think it's gonna work low out. Key, low key, I like this is the best film of a player I've watched since Shady of a running back we drafted. Like Danelle Pumphrey made me want to rip my own hair out because I'm like, the fuck? We're not drafted no more midgets. All right. Like Darren Sproles is a once in a generation player. No more midgets. And then like, you know. Wendell Smallwood was good, but he was never going to be a, a starting back. Josh Adams is just inconsistent. So, you know, I mean, I like this kid a lot. I, it's how he's saying, you know what, Doug, I'm getting you a feature back to work with Josh Jordan Howard. Let's do this. But, yeah, no, anyway, we're digressing. I love Josh Jacobs going to going to Oakland. I loved every single pick Oakland had this year. I was so – because they're all good character guys. Josh Jacobs was a fucking car for his childhood. He's a grinder. He's a good back. He gets the ball in the backfield, which helps Derek Carr even more. And now that um, uh, Marshawn Lynch is retired, I knew that pick was coming. I was like, oh, I locked that one in stone right there. But um, yeah, I yeah, love this pick. I think it's good. Really, this is my maybe my fourth favorite pick of the. If I was gonna do my top five picks in a row, this is like four or five. I love this pick for Oakland. Yeah, I mean, you're one of few though. I feel like that is really. Loving exactly what Oakland did in this stretch because they have so many picks. what they did, and it's not a bad strategy. They're trying to build a good foundation. They may not win a lot of games this year or next year. I mean, they might not win a lot of games this year, but next year you get free more free agents. You load up. You see Van, the Antonio Brown experiment works. They threw him a contract that has to. They have Tyrell Williams. I mean, it's this is the year where it's going to gel. Next year when they go to Oakland, they might win 10, 11 games. But this is the gel year. They need to get more draft picks. And this is the year they wanted to get a lot of baseline start right away guys. And this is what they did. Yeah. I mean, I think it said Jacob's exactly the Gruden type of guy. I mean, they grind a running back, but like with enough explosiveness where he can be the starting guy and catch the ball in the backfield. So I love it. 25. 25. Who we traded with, which is, we must have a good relationship with the Ravens as the birds because. We traded last year and let them get um, Lamar Jackson, Jackson, and we ended up yeah, trading. Yeah, I feel like getting... Howie has always had a good relationship with them. We've always made trades with them. But, yeah, no, Hollywood Brown, my dude. Yeah. 
Holt, Hollywood, like, bro. Absolute blaster. Just the dude is just so fast, and I love seeing it. I love seeing him get in. I like him a lot. Everyone's like talk about the Sean Jackson type speed. I'm like, that's great. I love it for Lamar Jackson. Let's see if he can just literally just yuck the ball down the field and Hollywood just taking it to the house. Also, anything to see Pittsburgh lose. So, you know, I love it. I love love the pick. I want Hollywood Brown and the Eagles. I honestly thought, like, is Howie just going to go up and grab Hollywood Brown? Nope, nope, nope. There goes Baltimore. But I, I like this move a lot. So, Yeah, I like it. I mean, I kind of wanted to see him on a team with somebody that has a little more, like, of a passing ability. I'm not God, saying. Imagine him going to like. That's why I thought Green like the Bay, Broncos Philly, Detroit. Uh, I thought the Broncos wanted like he him just get Joe Flacco would have just been like run, <laughs> just throw the ball as far run. as you can. Whatever that yeah. is or whatever. Yeah. So I mean, hopefully it works out. I think he's going to be used a lot and like they're going to be running like a spread college offense when they like he'll be wrote. If Sean McVay, just think about that type of offense with Lamar Jackson and Hollywood Brown just, like, coming across the middle, doing a little, like, reverses and whatnot. It's going to be exciting. So hopefully he can stay healthy. You're going to McVay coaches for an, uh, L.A. Rams? I said, I know. I said, imagine him in a McVay type Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I still think John Harbaugh has got enough tricks up his sleeve. I think it's going to be good. It's going to be a good show. So, uh, 26. Yes, 26 is the Redskins making a pretty solid pick. They got Montez Sweat. Wasn't very happy that he went there because I wanted to root for him, but he's on the Redskins now. Hopefully his heart condition's fine, um, yeah. but dude's freaking nature. Him and right. Kerrigan on the same field really terrifies me, but um, so we drafted Dillard. But uh, it just makes me laugh. The Giants passed. You know what? It's it's funny. It's a good solid pick. I, I really have nothing else. He's a good pass versus athletic freak, and he's going to develop a little bit, but – Year or two, he might be like one of the better defensive ends in the league. So there you go. He's yeah. Oh, that's the thing. Like that's why I'm not like I'm not sold him right away. It's, the Redskins went with guys who are going to be good in two years. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, next, the Raiders getting your uh, favorite safety based off your mock in this draft, and that is Jonathan Abram from Mississippi State. Love Abram. He's such a thumper. He literally is. If I if I was playing safety, he is what Abrams is. What I would be as, as a safety, just downhill, three thousand miles an hour, looking to murder everyone who comes across my center of the field. I love Abrams. He's a character guy. He's a thumper. He's an intimidating dude. He works with what Oakland's going to try to establish because you know they're going to try to be like a punch in the mouth kind of team on defense, and that works with what they got. I love the pick. I, I mean, I didn't love him as much as after watching after watching like you know Savage and everything else, and I loved Gardner Johnson as well. But Abrams is another great safety. I loved what I saw out of him, and going he's just a downhill guy. And honestly, every team needs one, or at least somebody who can play in that at least play half that half the time. Like we have Jenkins who loves playing downhill as well, but he's more of an athletic kind of tackler. Well, this guy is just you know Jamal Adams, straight line. Here comes the hammer kind of guy, but you know what? I love the pick. Yeah, like I said, it's. I think Carl Joseph has kind of gotten screwed there since ever since. Uh, obviously, he's a West Virginia dude. Dude hits, plays plays hard. I just don't think he's Gruden's guy. So he, hopefully, what's it called? Uh, Carl Joseph gets out of there. Jonathan Abram gets in there, and I hope it works out for him and the Raiders because I want. I don't. I want. I want. 
uh, John Gruden and the Raiders to be good. Because I remember, like, the very first podcast we did, I was saying he was a genius for what he's doing. So if it all works out, I'll be very happy to go back on that. Um, but next up, the Chargers. Jerry Tillery, not a popular pick for a lot of people. I mean, at, watching his film, the dude's a beast. I mean, you can say that about everyone in this. doesn't mean it's going to correlate or happen on the field. Um, what do you think about this pick? I, I kind of knew he was going to be like that fourth or fifth D tackle taken off the board. And honestly, I thought he was going to go over uh, Dexter Lawrence, but, you know, nobody can predict the giant stupidity. Um, oh, wait, there's more. They got one more graphic that's making me scratch my head. Um, I, you know what? It works for what they need. They need a guy who's going to plug the middle and rush the passer and have a decent rushing the passer, but he's a big, tall defensive tackle. I, I like the pick. It's just like, it was kind of like, eh, meh. It's not flashy. Yeah, which is probably, see, it's not flashy, and it'll probably be, like, a great pick now. Like, oh, no, no, it's going to be a The guys pick. that you don't really remember getting drafted are the ones that turn out and be like, oh, wow. Oh, he's going to be like, a, you know, he's going to be like a Geno Atkins, like a great, solid defensive tackle, Pro Bowl, or every other year. Like, you know, it, it could happen. He's got the potential for it. Yep. Next pick, I don't really know. I mean, I, I LJ Collier, TCU, I don't really know too much like about him. Washer and repli- Who did he go to? Seattle, or, yeah, yeah. Seattle. He, he didn't, Seattle. Okay. He was replacing Clark, who just got treated, Delph, obviously. And then, you know, Casey gave him, like, way too much money. But I, I mean, I get replacing Clark, it makes sense, but there was other ends on the board. I feel like they could have done better. But, I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. He's kind of a Michael Bennett type, big, physical, who can play inside and outside, but he's primarily an end. I like the pick. I just, you know what, it's... I didn't watch enough of the film. I'm like, you're a Big 12 guy. Would you, did you ever, like, watch him play? I honestly didn't know much about him until the draft hype and all that. Like, I just – I don't know. I don't trust – I mean, obviously, TCU – He's Gary Patter- He's yeah. a Gary Patterson guy, so he's got to have some skill. Yeah, and he probably was taught well. Um, but I just think I, – I personally, I think they could have went a different direction. Maybe oh, grab some – totally could. They could have gotten Nazir Adderley or Garner Johnson or any of the other safeties. They need to address that one. But they got Garner Johnson later in the draft anyway. So, but I uh, know, I know. Um, oh, Saints did. Uh, we said they did get a safety though. I think later in the draft. Let me look at it right. They now. did get a safety. I can't remember the guy's name though. They got Marquise Blair from Utah, which I didn't okay, know much that, about. That one, that was the one that had me scratching my head a little bit. They also Seattle also got your boy Travis Homer. I know. I think he's gonna be a, he's gonna get a lot of playing time there. Um, but yeah, so that's that. LJ Collier, like I said, one of those names you're like, oh, okay, he's stuck in the first round, but he ended up might being pretty good. DeAndre Baker next to the Giants. I, I had him as one of the top cornerbacks in this draft. I had him over Greedy Williams just because he plays the game with more passionate. It seems like Greedy Williams is really good at covering the ball, but other than that, he doesn't really want to hit anybody. Um, and the Giants got him. They reached on him. I, I swear he should have gone second round. I would have rather taken Murphy. You know Murphy was my top corner. In the, I, I had Greedy going higher, but my top-rated corner was Murphy. And I think that the Cardinals got a steal there with the first pick in the second round, getting him to help out Patrick Peterson. But 
like, I don't like Baker because he doesn't want to tackle. Murphy at least will tackle him. Murphy's a good ball hawk. That's why I take him. I like Greedy because Greedy's got more of just, like, freak nature athleticism. So, honestly, like, I I don't know. Like, Baker was my third corner on the draft, and I will stick by that. It's more giant stupidity. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the Giants, uh, Dave Gettleman, and he just needs to shut up. He just needs he, to say, he, I made the pick, and that's it. He needs to figure out where the, the other half of his brain is. I think he left it on vacation somewhere. Um, but next is the Falcons going offensive line again. They really are just investing in keeping. Told you before, I love the move. They need to help Matt Ryan and Devontae Freeman out. It works. I That's all I got. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I thought they would have tried to get defense because this is a pretty defensive class, especially at the top. Um, but the next pick, two years in a row now, the Patriots in the first round have selected a um, – what's it called? Uh, like a, a running back, wide receiver, like play – what is that? What is there's a term for that? Skill position. Skill position, yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, worked out pretty well for them with last year's time, Michelle. He did all right. Uh, Nikhil Harry, great hands. He had uh, Herm Edwards coach him up this past year. Well, He's, you know, Herm, Herm and uh, Belichick are boys. That that pick made total sense to me. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it, I thought even I agreed with you with the A.J. Brown. I thought they wanted a guy like that. But I, I think they were like, you know what? Josh Gordon looked good with Brady. Nikhil Harry is a freak athlete, too, kind of like Josh Gordon. He's got good hands. And Gordon might out. actually come back. They signed his tender. He is just a matter of, like, him getting his shit together. Yeah. yeah. So, like, and they also grabbed uh, Demarius Thomas. I mean, they only have Safari and Jenkins at tight end, so we're going to have to see how they address that. But, you know, Patriots are not, like, slouching right now. They just need to maybe fix a little hole in the tight end spot. But, I, I mean, the Harry pick made sense. It's a guy to develop. For whoever comes after Brady, he's going to be good with Brady too, I guess. But I mean, yeah. So yeah, that wraps up the first round. There was names that weren't in there. I mean, you DK had your Metcalf dropping almost the third round, which was the best yeah. thing I think for him. Humble, like he, yeah. His pressure, his pressure has been taken off. He went to Seattle, which is, I hope Russell Wilson loves him. I like, I'm rooting for him now because he didn't get drafted. It may, it may never play football again, which is the yeah. other thing, unfortunately. Hopefully, I mean, they, Doug they, draft, they drafted a bunch of receivers. I mean, you gave another the old Miss receiver, AJ Brown, um, Greedy Williams fell pretty freaking far. There was cool a lot Williams. of guys. Yeah. And one pick I Which love, I gotta awesome. give a shout out to Booby Sanders, our boy, Miles my, Sanders from my Penn State. I know you're not a big Penn State guy. I watched a lot of film on this guy after he drafted because I'm like, I, I already was kind of high on him anyway. I watched a little bit of like clips on him and stuff like that. I kind of liked his game. But then I watched more and more. He is so freaking hard to tackle, and he is explosive. It's not like he's just like he just bounces off guys like a pinball and then gets caught from behind. He will burn you. He, I mean, he's not like Justice Hill fast, but I was like, uh, okay, he might beat out Jordan Howard for the starting spot and take it completely. He's about shady size, 5'11", 215. He's a big. He's a he's a He's a medium to bigger sized speed back. I like it. And I think that Philly did good. And also, I love Arcega Whiteside as getting him. The more and more film I watch on him, he's a big, physical, mean route runner who loves jump balls. Sound familiar with another guy we have who wears 17? 
Name escaped me. He caught a touchdown over Eric Rowe, you know, dominant receiver when he actually gets the ball thrown to him. That Jeffrey guy, right? Yeah, something like he, that. He, he, his, that was his pro comparison was, which was cracking me up. But, I mean, I would have loved for us to get A.J. Brown or Metcalf or Hollywood Brown. But you know what? Our Sega Whiteside kind of fits what we need because we have the burner in Jackson. And this kind of is going to be like Nelson Aguilar. Just step your game up or you're going to get cut. But, I mean – yeah, um, a lot of the Saints, of course, getting a lot of Saints and Chargers getting good value. Get it? The Saint, the Chargers got Nazir Adderley late in the, later in the draft. I thought he was going to go. I like the pick because now you pair him with Derwin James. It's a good pickup as well. Um, I told you I'm really high on my boy Travis Homer going to Seattle. I love what he brings to that team because he's an explosive bag and catch the ball out of the backfield, which kind of fits Russell Wilson. And we all saw how badly Richard Penny kind of did not pan out last year. So, I don't know. It's going to be – they love to run the football season and get a shot there. But, you yeah, know, great draft. A lot of hilarity and comedy. Thank you, New York Giants. And um, – Oh, we forgot to talk. <laughs> did you, I mean, we'll, we can talk. I mean, thank you, Pat McAfee, for one of the greatest – Oh, my God. Greatest selections I've ever seen. Oh, my God. Or he heard or ever. Threatening a Titans fan. That was really funny, too. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it was a great draft. Um, it's just funny because as soon as it's over, McAfee it's like, for president. Yeah, as soon as it's over, the draft, it's just like, all right, let's see if these guys actually do anything with their careers. I mean, you already got people making mock drafts for next year, which cracks me up. Like Tom McShay hates it. He's like, I don't even want to do this because I get kids' hopes up next year and they don't actually pan out. Um, but yeah, no, I love it. It gets me. I get giddy every year. It was another good one. I don't know how there's ever a bad one because the draft's the best, but. I love it. All right. Last but not least, Mark, we're going to do a very quick last call here. Uh, I know I know, both of us have to go to bed. I have to go to bed soon because I, I actually have to work tomorrow for my three days off. But first, ladies and gentlemen, let's kick that smooth jazz. All right. So the NFL released today their post-mock draft, their post-draft and post-free agency power rankings. Well, first of all, they still have the post-draft free agency cuts, which are always entertaining because you always see so many vets and former star players get cut. But also, it's it's annoying because the, the top six was like Philadelphia. This is in no particular order. Don't quote me on this. Philadelphia, New England, KC, San Diego, LA. You know, I'm, I'm saying the same. And the other LA team, too. And then number one was the New Orleans Saints. What in the actual fuck makes you think they're going to be the number one team in football next year? See, I got to give a shout out to Colin Cowherd because he, and I, as much as I do anyway, he had them dropping to like seven because he says they're going to have a down year because they're the most overly emotional team on the planet. And you guys know how much I hate the Saints. I don't hate them as much as I hate them almost as much as I hate the Giants or the Cowboys. But the NFL power rankings, first of all, let's just go, besides the stupidity of that ranking, I do love how our Eagles are getting a little love this year. You know, everyone's respecting us finally. But can we talk about the stupidness? stupidity of like ranking guys first of all these rankings don't mean shit it's literally to fill up their instagram account and show clips of nfl like highlights because first of all nobody has stepped on the fucking field nobody has even stepped off of an ota practice like ota drill there's no play calling there's no coaching there's no cuts there's nothing it's purely on paper and as we've learned for the last 30 fucking years the best team on paper never wins a Super Bowl they never do 
The best team on paper in 2008 was our Philadelphia Eagles. Mark, what was our record in 2008? The Dream... No, 2011. The Dream Team. Eight and eight? Eight and eight, yeah. Eight and eight. Yeah. We were, uh... We were five and eight with three weeks to go. One three out and missed the playoffs by half... Missed the playoffs because the Jets couldn't finish off the Giants. Yeah. Great season, right? Um, the Patriots, who were the best team on paper, lost to the Giants. A lot of Giants stories in here. Um... Who was that overly hyped team last year? Uh, it wasn't us, because everyone was like, oh, they're going to have a down year. Um, oh, yeah, no, it was, uh, like, like the like the sexy pick was, like, the Chargers who got smoked. Dallas lost in the second round to L.A. L.A. had an embarrassing-ass loss to the Patriots. Nobody predicted the Patriots to win. They won. Can we stop with these preseason power rankings? They're stupid. I can guarantee you right now, the New Orleans Saints will not win the Super Bowl this year. And when they lose, again, in probably some humiliating fashion, like, when they lost because of that pass interference call and they cried and whined, it was probably the best punishment ever of irony for the Saints. Probably they treated my eagles. So you know what? I was just, I was laughing. I was loving it. I was soaking it all in. Because usually I don't root for people's misery. I was loving every second of that misery. But, I'm, I digress. Power rankings is really stupid. Talk to me in fucking August. I'm done. That's it. We're out. Mark, say goodbye to the folks. Goodbye, and I hope you enjoyed the draft. This episode of The Corner Booth has been brought to you by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Follow your hosts on Twitter at Belly Up Jared and at Mark Riley.